Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with some of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, we have the ever-elusive, I guess we're all kind of elusive, but it's his thing, Grant! I'm back! And the funny one, Wesley! I love you guys like my sister. What's up, dorks? And the commentator, Andrew! Sometimes even the right reasons have the wrong consequences. But we are missing a notable figure in in our Dork Wars panel tonight. Uh, Diedrich, our Jedi Archive, is not here for some reasons. So uh, we'll catch him on the next episode. Or will we? But it's been a while since we've been on your podcatchers, wherever you catch our pod at, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, whatever it may be. Uh, I think it's been since about February. We've we've not posted an episode. So we're back, baby. Yes, sir. And with that, let's get right into our news. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this, whoever you are. First off, we have missed a ton of, of news and things while we have been on our hiatus. However, one thing that is still affecting us is the actor-writer strike, the uh, SAG-AFRA uh, strike that is currently going on. I believe it started in early July, maybe, possibly May. July 14th, for sure. Announced in May. Okay, so it's been pl- it was planned in May, brought, brought on in July. I guess the demands were not met, and it kind of sucks. Like, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm informed enough to comment on either side. Um, but it seems like the actors and writers believe that they need uh, better pay. So, who I'm not I'm not going to tell them they don't. Um, but what I do know is it's going to delay a lot of projects that that we would like to consume. Of course, now things are being acted um, or brought out that have been acted, written, produced. All, all of that has already happened. So we're still getting content now, but you know, give it six months and it's going to be pretty dry. It might be. I don't know. I don't think it's... It doesn't seem like it's going to be that dry. There's uh, still a lot of stuff coming out now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff now that I personally haven't even seen. I don't know about you. I bet there's got to be a ton of shows you haven't even watched yet. Oh, I'm sure there are. Um, But I think that there's going to be a drought of new things coming out. Um, One of which is... Our friend Wesley's dearly beloved Dune uh, sequel. Yeah, I, I had the disappointing news this morning through our very own uh, Dork Wars Twitter account. And yeah, I found out Dune Part 2 is, is not going to be released until next March. And, and that's Dork Wars the podcast Twitter account. We crush the hopes and dreams of those who follow us. So remember <laughs> that when, when following. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, Dune Dune is Dune is being pushed to next year. I believe that Deadpool three is another victim of this Wait. Uh, of this strike. It's, yeah, it's Deadpool being delayed. Three is. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, so is Beetlejuice two and Gladiator two. Dork Wars is just breaking my heart today. <laughs> Apparently, you shouldn't listen to the podcast either if you don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dang it. On Star Wars news, uh, I'm pretty sure the new season of Andor was affected, too. Stop it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it was. (laughs) I know, like, I'm having a good Friday night here, and uh, y'all just, like, not y'all, but, like, this news is just... Hopefully they can resolve their issues soon. I I don't quite understand it, but hopefully they can work it out. You act like I'm not paying the actors. I don't have the money to pay the actors and the writers. So I'm, I will tell you just a little light of it. A lot of it has to do with the AI situation and how shows could just use AI writers to replace the writers that exist. And that's kind of the whole point 
of the Writers Guild is, you know, to have... It's like a union for writers, <laughs> you know what I mean? And if they could just mm -hmm. be replaced instantly, what's the point right, of having right. that union? So they're just trying to fight for them, that's all. There's, there's that, that's part of it. And I know another part of it is streaming. People aren't getting royalties off of their programs oh. being streamed on like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. And if you remember a couple years back, you remember when Black Widow, uh, the movie was coming out and they were going to release it straight to Disney Plus and Scarlett Johansson, I believe, sued Disney yeah. because she was not going to make money on it. Because, well, they, from, from what I understand, they kind of lied to her. They said they were only going to release it on streaming and then they, they released it early and it was paid. No, they were, they were going to, they were going to release it only in theaters. They weren't going to do any streaming until, you know, until later on. I gotcha. And then what? She didn't get any ticket sales because they released it on streaming. Well, I don't, I don't even think it went to, th I can't remember. I guess it did. I, I'm pretty sure that it went straight to streaming and it didn't go to ticket or go to the theaters because of COVID. Th that's what and I think. And then she didn't get any ticket money because part of her deal was ticket sales. I think. Or it was the other way around. Right. I think Andrew's right on that. Um, it was like in that in-between period between COVID and back getting back to normal time. And so it was kind of like, okay, do we release this in theaters or do we just keep doing the straight to streaming like yeah. we've been doing? And so she was one, or Black Widow was one of those uh, first movies to be caught in that in-between period. So it was kind of like a pioneer for it and it ended up going kind of poorly for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And, and, I, and I believe that there are still dis disparities um, in, in pay with people's shows being streamed. Like, you know, when shows go into syndication on TV, the, the actors in that show still get residual royalties mm -hmm. from those shows being played on those networks. It does not work that way with the streaming. So I do side with the actors and writers on that. I mean, your work's out there. There was a deal. And this is kind of a loophole to get around it. Obviously, a lot of shows that were created before streaming services. So... Yeah, I, it's it's kind of a pain in the butt. And, and now that we've depressed you guys with with all of this, we're not going to have anything to watch here in the next couple <laughs> of months. Um, check out DorkWarsPodcast.com because we have merchandise. Merchandising. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. We've got Dork Wars the coffee mug, Dork Wars the t-shirt, Dork Wars the hoodie, and yes, we even have Dork Wars the loath cat. That is not true, uh, mainly because we don't have a way to ship them. It would really suck for you to get a oh. very warm and not breathing loath cat oh. on your doorstep because I don't, I don't have any boxes with holes in them. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, I want at least 75% of my original parts. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So check out the Dork Wars merchandise store on dorkwarspodcast.com. There you can also find everywhere that we stream. Um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, all those great places. You can find links to our YouTube channel where we do Dork Wars Live every Sunday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. 6.15 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time. So check all that out. Tonight, we get to talk about the first two episodes of Ahsoka. Anakin spoke highly of you. I'm not here to discuss my past. We have a lot of work to do. Once a rebel, always a rebel. From here on out, if you have not seen Ahsoka on Disney Plus. Go on and, and turn turn us off. Pause us. Uh, close the app. Whatever you're doing. Go watch those first two episodes and then come back and listen to Dork Wars the podcast because there Baby, are tons of spoilers in this breakdown. Attention. Spoilers. So we are assuming that you guys have seen these two episodes, we're not going to go scene by scene. We're going to hit the highlights, the things that, that really kind of stood out to each of us. So I do want to start out with the opening crawl. 
or the opening scroll. Really wasn't a crawl, yeah. more of a scroll. Mm-hmm. Very Star Warsy. I liked it too, Blake. It, it it seemed like it felt very Star Warsy, but it also had like its own unique character to it. If you know, you know what I mean. So that's one thing I like about all these shows is like it, it's it's not always just like the flat upward scroll. Um, this one felt a little more vertical, but it was a uh, a nice touch to bring in newer viewers who maybe didn't watch Mandalorian season three for whatever reason or Rebels. And understand, get a your understanding. Um, what I think Dave was going for with that was really hitting up. Um, think about when A New Hope first came out, or just Star Wars. Then no one had any idea what a Rebel Alliance and Galactic Civil War that was going on there. It was you know just jumping in Star Wars, and I think that was what he was aiming for was giving people that same opportunity with this. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I think stylistically, it makes sense. It has a sense of Star Wars. It's Star Warsy, but it's not an exact copy. I know there's some people up in arms about uh, Ahsoka being referred to as a former Jedi Knight, which she technically never was. She was a Jedi Padawan, which was technically never a Jedi Knight. So I kind of get it. I'm I'm not going to dwell on mm-hmm. it though. It's not it's not killing me. I mean, if people are mad about that, that that's their cause and concern. But I mean, she's just as powerful as any Jedi Knight was by the end of Clone Wars as she took down Maul. Yeah, I think the idea here is that, from an outsider's view, I think the idea would be, from the writer's perspective, is that Jedi Knights don't exist, so what do you call them? Instead of like inventing a new term and trying to piss off all the fans, <laughs> just use a term that's been used. I mean, she's a Jedi Knight. She's the only real Jedi left, yeah. as far as we know. Right? Former. Former. It does say former You're right. Jedi. Oh, I see. It's not saying she's a Jedi now. I see, I, okay, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. My opinion's no. It's a nitpick. I think it's a nitpick. Eh. I think it's valid, now that you say that. Why do you think it's valid? Because, I mean, if, if it says it's, she's a f- former Jedi Knight and she was never a Jedi Knight, then that's... It's a lie. It's a lie. And Dave Filoni wrote it, right? It does say he's the writer. He did. This is, this is one thing we should, we should know is this is Dave Filoni's baby. This is all his characters coming together for a a huge show, all in live action for the first time. All the Rebels characters, Dave Filoni characters. Ahsoka, that's, that's Dave Filoni's first child. So what if it's like a, uh, I'm blanking on the term. Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. What if it's foreshadowing some... Never mind. Just let's just get. <laughs> I was, it's too much. What if? Let's keep going. <laughs> no. Um. From from my perspective, to just be devil's advocate for it. Um. Think about when Clone Wars season five happened, and Ahsoka goes through her her thing, uh, where she gets accused and on the run and everything. Um. The big thing afterwards is once she's uh, exonerated, the Jedi Council says, you know, this was your big trial, your big test. And we all know with Jedi, they have their big trial, big test as Padawan, and then Correct. they become Jedi Knights. And so she decided to walk away. But what I think was they were trying to imply there was if she came mm, back, then she yeah. would be promoted to Jedi Knight. Maybe, maybe. Well, I don't. I don't want to dwell on that too much. It's it's one line in the opening scroll, but. This first episode, you get a lot of exposition, which I'm I'm not mad about exposition, but sometimes I think I think it goes a little too overboard for me. Um, you know, you get a lot of a lot of the setup for for everything, but and I'll, I'll get to to this later on. I'll actually put a pause on this for now. What I think, and this has to do with both episodes together, mm-hmm. but. Um, what what do you guys think of the look of the characters, Hera and Ahsoka, especially the alien characters? Do you, do you think they look pretty good? Or I thought they looked amazing compared to how they've been looking. She looks organic. Her tentacles okay. look organic to me. They looked alive. They didn't look like plastic like the last time I saw her in Mandalorian. Oh yeah, Ahsoka Ahsoka's look has definitely. I improved. think all of it improved. Um, in my opinion. Well, I don't know, man. Hera, Hera to me just looks too human. I don't know. Yeah. She looks like a human wearing a headdress to me. That's just me. No. I, I think... A little cheesy. I think Hera looks fine. 
uh, and looks good as an alien. I don't think she's not fine in the other fashion. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that not what I mean. But I don't. I don't think she's. Pro- I don't think her head's quite proportioned right. Her face needs to be bigger. I disagree. Like her head. I, I. I think part. I think part of it is her height's all wrong. Like she's extremely tall, and I noticed it. Um, in in the show, it kind of threw me off because in the in Rebels, Hera was not that tall, so it. It maybe that's throwing it off a little bit, but I don't know, man. I my personal gripe with her and this whole situation, I just don't think that this is going to be hard because I don't. I've watched it twice, and I don't know if it was her acting, her delivery, the way that mm-hmm. she just portrayed the character. There was something about it I just did not enjoy. Andrew, I'm glad that you hit on this because she. I think all of the characters are too serious, too stoic. <laughs> that is, I think Hera's was most noticeable. I'll say that he's not here, but I did talk to him about this yesterday. Dietrich's, one of his gripes was, and he didn't have many, by the way, he really enjoyed them. But one of his gripes was um, the whole episode, the whole, both episodes just felt too non-Disney, too serious. Like, and kind of like Andor, but not as serious yeah. as Andor. But there was no comic relief. There was no hardiness, you know? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that, bastardizing his words, but... Yeah. No, no, I mean, you're, you're explaining it perfectly, because that's how I feel. If you look back at Rebels, where all these characters originate, um, even in tough situations, uh, Hera, Sabine, Ahsoka, all can can kind of joke around, have that situational comedy, like you see like in the original trilogy. You know, when they're going through something and they're hurling like uh banter at each other. That's that's the kind of thing that happened in Rebels as well. That's like a Star Wars staple. And there is zero of that in this show. Everyone it, it's too angsty for me. I, that's that's my biggest gripe, I think, is the characters are too angsty, is they're too stoic, too serious. Yeah. My my rebuttal to that is think about what happened at the end of Rebels. Uh, Kanan dies before the Kanan end. Kanan dies. Hera has his kid. Well, no, yes, but it's it's a very short time span from time span from him dying and the series ending. Like I just literally finished rewatching this, so he dies, and you know Hera then has lost the love of her life that she just admitted that she loved. Uh, the last episode, Sabine loses Ezra, and I mean everyone loses Ezra, including Hera. And as far as they're concerned, as we find out in this episode, they think he's dead. So Sabine, who grew up with Ezra and was like, you know, they're basically a family. They basically lost two family members there at the end. So yeah, they're going to be depressed. They're going to be sad. Their character is going to be serious because this is something important to them if Ezra is even still alive. And there's hope there. So I can understand them being serious more so than joking around and having a good time. I, I get it, and I'm and I'm not saying having a good time, but it's I mean it's just too dry. So too I want to jut in because I'm kind of in between you guys here on this. So the way that I viewed this, especially with like the highway scene and everything, this show felt like an anime. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> but Sabina Kira, I really enjoy when Star Wars goes serious. I do like every comic relief every now and then, but I don't like. I really like a, like Andor is probably one of the best Star Wars series ever, and it's and so is Rogue One. And there's like very little comic relief in both of those. They're both very serious, very somber films. Right. So I just think this one didn't do it. I'm specifically remembering the scene where Ahsoka is battling the robots, the ones that self destruct. The background just looks completely fake. Yeah, the HK. I actually. Maybe I have to go back and watch it. I didn't. I didn't notice that. I didn't. It didn't seem fake to me. Maybe. Maybe I need to take a closer it look. Just maybe it was just. I don't know. It was just literally that one scene stuck out to me. Nothing else in the rest of the series stuck out to me as looking fake. But it did feel like a serious cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And I. I kind of understand where Andor comes from with that because when we meet. Cassian Andor in Rogue One, the first time we ever saw him on screen, he was a very serious character. That did not change. Even though um, K2SO did provide some of that comic relief, it wasn't as much as other Star Wars uh, properties or series or movies, what have you. 
Uh, and Andor, we have not seen K2SO yet. And there's not really a lot of of that uh, comic relief. True. But I think it suits I think it suits those characters better. That's just And me. I think it doesn't suit me. these characters better for you because you're used to them having comic relief. And now that they're mm-hmm. in a serious moment, it makes it weird, possibly. Because I agree with Grant, like they are they're in a bad they're all in a bad place. Even Ahsoka is in a bad she she lost her Padawan. Like that's gotta feel terrible. Well, she I, I get that. But she lost. She lost Anakin. She was still able to to wit around and banter after that. You're right. In a kids show, she walked out on the Jedi Order and lost everything she knew. Yeah, but still, you have to have some some things that kind of. I I understand why you're upset, but I'm you know because I'm not upset. Sorry, I understand. I understand why it, you disagree with that because it it you're discon- you feel disconnected from the characters, right? It just feels wooden. Yeah. I think it all feels wooden. I, I to can me. agree. I yeah. Can, yeah, it feels wooden. And I, I would argue that when Ahsoka lost Anakin, she wasn't all happy and witty and and witty about it. Even then, go back and watch Rebels or not Rebels, uh, Clone Wars season seven. She was not witty. She was not witty at all. She was very serious that entire season. Yeah, but that's not after she lost. I'm talking about after. I'm talking about in Rebels after she realizes Vader is Anakin. <laughs> She was. She was very serious in the two episodes she was in after she yeah, found she out was, Anakin but she was had, Vader. You had that kind of band. You, you still have, I have to go back and watch, and maybe we can revisit that. I, I think the only person who has been consistent between the the um, animated series and this and the live action is Chopper. So he he had a little bit of character to him. Ah, uh, <laughs> Chopper. We didn't see him yeah. enough. And didn't the, see him enough. The other part. <laughs> that is true. I was hoping for more Chopper. I I don't. Where I don't care for. The way that these characters have interacted with each other, very cold, not not very. I don't know. Like I said a few moments ago, it just feels a little wooden to me. I do like that Ahsoka does not have it all together. I do like that she's just not successful because she is who she is. Um, we've seen that in the past with characters where it seem like they have it all together a lot of times, or there's you know things that they're just doing it. Ahsoka is dealing with a lot of failure. And I I do like that she's not portrayed as someone who has a know-it-all kind of, I've got this under control. No, she is flying by the seat of her pants. Can can y'all give me a reminder on something? I was confused by uh, something. Talking about um, Ahsoka's failures. And so she was training Sabine to be a Jedi. I don't remember this at all this is all off screen it was it was all off screen really that happened during the five-year time skip between uh the end of uh things yeah and beginning of that's what so this is what's confusing to me because what i was told was the end of this of episode two that we saw is the very end of rebels so how can it's the prologue or it's the epilogue of rebels yeah like epilogue is five years after the ending of rebels yeah, which I don't. So why isn't Ahsoka about that? Not not five years after the end of Rebels. Ba- five years after the Battle of uh, Endor. That seems like a lot of plot to just skip. Oh uh, uh, yeah, her training Sabine. I I believe so. I don't. Yeah. This is another one of my my kind of problems with this show. I don't want to say it's. I mean, people say it's canon breaking. Yeah. I, like, did she ever show signs of being force sensitive? And I, she also has like the Mandalorian history as well. So it just, it, it just seems strange to me. Strange writing. Like, it feels a little unnecessary. Yeah, she never showed any aptitude for the force. Um, she did train with the dark saber, with Ezra, and Kanan, but she never showed any signs of force sensitivity. Grant, you just watched this. And I do not. Re- I do have a an interesting perspective on this as well. Of course you do. Something that's probably very unpopular, but I believe <laughs> it, it probably is. But but there is evidence for it. This is what I want to ask you though, real quick. Okay. When she is fighting, not fighting. When she's training with the dark saber with uh, Kanan and Ezra, do they say that they cannot sense the force in her, or they sense very little aptitude for the force in her? I, there is some line that they say in there. 
Yes, and that's actually the main line that makes me think that, uh, and I have a whole theory about why there's not uh, more Mandalorian Jedi because of this. Um, so Kanan is frustrated training uh, Sabine in Rebels. Uh, it's in season three, and uh, she's un- or she's just not listening. She's trying to be all Mandalorian and fight that way, um, and Kanan can't get through to her. And so he's talking with Hera and literally says, uh, it's like she's closed herself off from the Force. And then she, he gets frustrated and says, she's just so, so, and then Hera finishes, so Mandalorian, and he says yes. So it points to the fact that Mandalorians close themselves off from the Force, mm. and that's why. And so I don't think it's necessarily that she's not Force-sensitive. I think it's part of Mandalorian training to close yourself off from the Force. And I think that could be reinforced by the— That's too much I think that, No, I think that is reinforced by the plot line, because we see her obviously being— uh, uh, a rebel all the time about everything. She doesn't want to be this commander. She doesn't want to be part of this government. She just wants to leave. The reason I started thinking about this was because uh, think about how there's only been one Mandalorian Jedi and the Mandalorians and the Jedi were ancient enemies and are known to be enemies against each other. So it makes sense that they're trained to close themselves off from the Force so that way the Jedi can't use that against them. I feel like you kind of so- have to know how to use the Force to close yourself off from the force. Like, I don't, I don't think you can just do it. You know? I... And that's why it makes me think that she is force sensitive. She just has suppressed that and needs to actually I'm kind of with use that. Yeah, but I mean, even, even Hai Yang in, in the second episode says that, yeah, she, she has <laughs> the smallest aptitude for being a Jedi he has ever seen. <laughs> Does he say that or for His the exact force? wording was not that though. He had, she he said you have the lowest aptitude for tapping into the force. Yeah. He didn't say she couldn't do it. She just has the lowest natural ability to do it. I still would have liked something before this that you know wasn't a lot of inference from one line in Rebels. You know, I agree. I I agree, and the only reason I agree is because most of the episode they kind of baby you through, like people like me who didn't watch Rebels. Yeah, I'm particularly interested in like what people like you, Andrew, think who who have not watched the the Rebel cartoon series, but coming to the live action, like, is there any like confusing parts, or is it just like, you know, or are you following along pretty well? I am, to be honest with you, I've been following the plot pretty well. I think uh, I did have a conversation with um, Dietrich about Mm -hmm. some stuff that kind of cleared some things up for me but i don't think they were i don't think even you would know like do you know who the the this uh, this might be too early to bring it up but do you guys know who the sith (laughs) guy is that attacked ahsoka in the second episode no clue i mean i got theories he's a character I, i don't know if it's canon but it's a it's an old character it's darth one of darth vader's padawans from the force unleashed Oh, yeah, he did get uh, the reference for it. There's stuff like that. Like, that's not explained, but I don't think anybody's supposed to know it. And, and that might not even be the truth. I mean, that could it, that mm-hmm. character could be somebody else. Right. But yes, the answer to your question is I have enjoyed the fact that it is babying me through everything. It told me who Balin's mm-hmm. skull was. It, it showed me. Well, who we the, didn't know that either. Oh, you didn't know that? No, no one knew uh, that. He's brand new. Brand it new introduced character. me to... Um, I didn't, I, I, the only reason I know about Sabine and Ahsoka's relationship is be, from one season of Clone mm-hmm. Wars, right? That's where they meet. I must've been Rebels. No. Okay. No, well then who, Rebels. okay. So now I'm confused. Who's the, who's the two chicks? Who's the two ladies that Ahsoka meets in Clone Wars? There's like a whole season with them. Oh, they're the sisters. Yeah. They're not. Oh, that, are you talking about in season, the last season? No, I'm just yeah. I'm confu- I, I'm not saying they're in this season. Who are they? I'm asking a question. Are you talking about this the the two sisters where she goes and uh, smuggles yes. spice with? That's See, that's Clone Wars season seven. They're that's different. Not they're not Sabine at all. Neither of those is Sabine. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yep. Well, then, yeah. Okay. So for some reason, Ahsoka's <laughs> made a lot of like random friends. See, actually. see that's the now thing. That I think about it. She's made like a so lot of random friends. I thought that she was that person. The only reason I thought that is because they were so close, and I feel like that's... And I haven't seen Rebels, and that was the last time I saw Ahsoka doing anything, so I thought that was 
so honestly, yeah, I think it's doing a great job because I didn't realize like it, it explains their connection. It explains pretty mm-hmm. much the whole plot. I realize what's going on. Yeah, everybody knows who Thrawn is. Everybody knows they're trying to save Kanan. There's Ezra. There's guy they're trying to go save. I don't think anybody knows he's a Jedi yet. But Ezra, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. No, that's fantastic. I, I, I do think it's done a good job of kind of babying you into that. Yeah, you do get some explanations. I don't think you get the full grasp. No. I mean, it's going to be hard, of course, in 42 minutes to get a whole grasp of a four-season series. Um. And everyone's relationships with each other and all that. I don't think Rebels is a required show to watch, but probably good if you have. Um, but I, I really do... I do think there's a good show in here. Somewhere. I think there's... They're, they're laying the groundwork for some good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you, you spoke about Balin Skull. And his uh, his apprentice's name is Shin something. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if they ever said her name. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't even think I don't even know if they say it. I only know it. I don't think they said her name. I just know that from the promotional material. Nice. Um, but what do you guys think of these villains? What what do, what do you think? I'm getting like Game is? of Thrones vibes for some reason. Really? Oh, that's funny because I got uh, Sean Connery vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an amazing entrance for mm-hmm. both of them. Um, I think yeah. he's awesome, dude. I think he's really great. I love the idea of just like a Jedi for hire. I, I just, I love that. Not yeah. a Sith, not some guy trying to rule the galaxy. Yeah, he was, he's one of the standouts for me. He's one of the standouts for me. The, the way they opened this show, I think was fantastic. I mean, like, remember we talked about the, the opening scroll, then you have the ship coming in over space. Very, very reminiscent mm-hmm. of A New Hope. Uh, then they come right on board and he gets yeah. his whole Darth Vader scene where he's beating up all these people in a hallway <laughs> and cutting them up. I, dude, I think, I think he's cool, dude. I, I really like Balin Skull. Do you like his apprentice? Shin, I am, I'm still forming I an agree. opinion. I don't, I, you, you don't get much dialogue. If any. Yeah, she was quiet. Um, there, there's not a lot of, she's not a lot of, there's not a lot of character coming out of her and that, and that might be part of the character. Uh, who knows? But she does have, she does have a Padawan mm-hmm. braid. So mm-hmm. they are still clinging to some of the Jedi. Did you, well, did you actually, in, there was a conversation form. tour in the second episode. Did you catch Balin Skull saying that, I mean, he grew mm-hmm. up in the, well, okay. It does not say that he grew up That's in the right. Jedi temple, but he knows of stories from children of the Jedi Temple, which implies that he yeah, was a children yeah. in the Jedi Temple. Oh, he was, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's ex he's ex Jedi. He's ex Jedi. That's awesome. It's so awesome. I think it's cool too. I've heard people kind of, you know, oh my gosh, another survivor of Order sixty six. I mean, there were a ton of Jedi. Like you couldn't have got them all, mm-hmm. man. Like Darth Vader was a good goalie. Okay, he let a few in. They score. I mean, there was no Professor X. You couldn't track down every Jedi, right? I mean, it's not... Yeah, no, so, like, there no. had to have been just loose Jedi about. Just... Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. They totally were. And when you read, like, even in Legends, there, there are people who survive Order 66 and other Jedi out there who are around during that time period. So I don't... I don't buy into this... Uh, man, it should have just been Obi-Wan and Yoda that survived. Or this, that, and that. I, I, don't, I don't really buy into that. I think it's a cool origin because I really do think this is Disney's attempt at the dark Jedi who we do see in legends. Yeah. It's another cherry mm. pick from legends from Disney. Um, they're not going to credit anyone for this, but the dark Jedi, before we really knew kind of what Sith were, uh, we had the dark Jedi. Wait, wait, so can, can you expand on that a little bit? So is the, is the dark Jedi any different than like Sith or yeah. are they like, or do these do they or do the dark Jedi have like some good in them? It really depends on who you're talking about. But like in in the Thrawn story, you have um, oh gosh, Jaka, ja, yeah, Jaka, uh, yeah, Master. I cannot I cannot think of his name. Jaboth, what's his last name? Um, uh, I can't. Or is that his first name? Either. It might be his first name. 
Um, he was a clone of a Jedi, but he was a dark Jedi. Uh, he was totally evil. He was working for Thrawn. Uh, I think this might be a riff on that character a little bit. Um, he doesn't have any of the same origin, really, or, or anything. But I do think this is a stab at the dark Jedi. They're, they were basically the Sith before the Sith. Um, Called I mean, I would totally be okay with people... that existing because the the whole Sith thing is just it can't last forever. It, it just well, and I and I think I think too that they're doing it a little differently with these characters because it it does seem it seems like um, especially in that second episode, Balin has compassion. He doesn't just want to get in there and kill people. A Sith would just want to do the that. difference. The difference between like the Dark Jedi and the Sith is to think on they don't solely use just uh, their anger, their dark emotions, if you will. They they use all the entire spectrum of their emotions. You know, anger, uh, other emotions Jedi use, and all that. Um, they don't they don't shield themselves off from from any of them. So the you could argue difference. a gray Jedi is almost the same thing. It's just they choose not to just go around making money, killing people. Yeah. And, and like yeah. I said, I still don't. I don't like the term gray Jedi. I kind of. I really don't like the term dark Jedi. I think. I think they did call them that. They were a thing though. The dark Jedi were a thing. And, and uh, you got chewed out on Twitter the other day for saying uh, gray Jedi. Did, oh yeah, I did. Oh dude, somebody was so mad at me. Oh my gosh. I made. We'll have to. We'll talk about this later. Go check out that post. I'm, I did a. I did a poll. About Ahsoka, were you excited? Were you not excited? Or were you Grey Jedi? You know, kind of. You didn't care. Literally said it as a joke because I'll I, I'll be the first to tell you I I don't like the term Grey Jedi. It's not not down on it, but I will use it in a joking fashion. Like, come on, guys! Like riffing on mm-hmm. a Star Wars thing. I mean, whatever. People are stupid. <laughs> but, uh, he, he made up with me, though, because I said it was a joke. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, that's what I felt like he said in his mind to me. Um, <laughs> I did. I, mean, I did. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they're I think they're going to have some morality to them. I think they're not just black and white. They're not just evil forced users. They they have a purpose. They have a reason for, for working for Thrawn and Morgan Elsbeth. Uh, which, by the way, Morgan Elsbeth, what kind of name is that? That sounds like somebody who works at a law firm. Um, anyways, I digress. Is that the witch? Or? Uh, yeah, quote-unquote yeah. witch. Yeah, yeah. quote-unquote witch. Dathomir. And that's another thing. And she comes out of nowhere. Why, why didn't she use her Dothamirian witch powers against Ahsoka when she fought her in Mando Season 2? I would say she did because, uh, you know, uh, Ahsoka has been proven to be able to, you know, just take people out pretty easily if they're just normal people, and uh, she put up a pretty good fight. I guess so. Uh, I think she just did it to get information out of her. Ahsoka's never been one to just kill people, though. True. I mean, so, you know, I think she was just content on trying to get information out of her and hand her, handing her over to the authorities. That's an Ahsoka thing to do. I, I, it's just weird. Like, why not at least mention it in her original yeah. introduction when, out of nowhere, oh my gosh, <laughs> she's a witch. And like with Sabine, oh my gosh, out of nowhere, she's an apprentice. Why are we getting these, oh, out of nowhere, these See? people are this. Like, even if you can back up and justify it, give us a, I mean, give us something. Anyways, that's just me. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I agree. <laughs> The witch is the witch. Uh, the whole witch thing that. is just a mystery. Her name is a mystery. Her whole look is a mystery. Yeah. She doesn't look anything like a night sister. I mean, I guess we've never we've never really seen one in live action. It's the same thing they did to the Inquisitors, man. Like some of the Inquisitors, you can recreate, and some of them you just can't recreate because they're. I think you could have recreated them all. I just think they did a poor I job. I mean, it has to be like a CGI character. Maybe, maybe I think they could have done a better job. That's kind of off topic. I disagree, dude. It it completely took it out for me because they night sisters have like elongated heads and stuff like that. I mean, they look they look completely different. It's just it, yeah. It's but not- that was like Clone Wars, like when Dooku's head looked like a freaking uh, cheese grater. I guess. <laughs> 
I don't. I can't. I can't take the animation too seriously sometimes. Even though like Obi Wan had a perfectly proportional head, Anakin. I, I don't know. And and she's part of the reason why I, I made this joke earlier about it. Uh, this reminded me of Game of Thrones. Is she really reminded me of the Red Witch and <laughs> Game of Thrones, and nothing like the animated version of the Death Marion sisters. Yeah. Okay. I have another gripe. I have another gripe, guys. I'm sorry. Gripe it up, boy. We're... I'm griping. We got the grape juice. Nice. Gripe time. For, for, Force Ghost Qui-Gon needs to start showing up every time someone gets stabbed in the chest or the torso area. And it's just okay afterward. And they're just fine. They're just freaking fine. <laughs> I remember when lightsabers used to oh, kill people. Wait. You guys remember that? Yes, I do. You got touched by that thing. You were dead. It was like Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Dude, over I'm there. so bad. Like Reva, Reva stabbed in the chest. It's just fine afterward. She she gets on. I mean, I guess she's not just fine. She's she carries a wound, but like Sabine, yeah. she's stabbed, and then we don't see anything else, and she's waking up in the hospital. Like, come on, no like no lasting even, effect. Like she's she's just they don't okay. even explain it. They don't even address it. <laughs> what can you say? Medicine has improved, man. So can I? Can I? Can I try to go at Devil's Advocate on this one? You can. You you can play Devil's Advocate if you'd like. I don't have enough history and I don't knowledge to prove this, but this is my theory. Obi-Wan Kenobi learned how to become a Force ghost. He did it on purpose and he died on purpose. He di- he like Force evaporated. I think that was one of his hidden powers. He could Force evaporate. Because you don't see anybody else just fucking disappear like that. It doesn't happen like that. I mean, Yoda, Yoda does. Exactly, Yoda and does. Yoda's a Force ghost. <laughs> Correct. So, you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> no. No. They, no. It's, to... it's, part of, it's part of becoming a Force ghost. Maybe. Well, yeah, you have to. Yes, you do have to die to become a ghost. We saw them burn his body. But not from a lightsaber, right? No. they, they... Exactly. So he wouldn't have evaporated. It's different. You're saying he didn't. He didn't. He didn't plan to die. But Obi Wan and Yoda did. Yeah, because they they learned how to force ghosts. They did it. I mean, Obi Wan obviously he he closes his lightsaber. He he does a suicide mission. I mean, he's there for. He's on a. <laughs> I would. That's a very good topic. We need to cover that one time. Did Obi Wan mean to die on the Death Star? It was a Jedi. Jihad. At the end, he knew he was gonna die. He knew he was gonna die. Like, you could tell he sees Luke, he looks at Vader, and uh, he makes that decision like, well, this is it. <laughs> and he gets himself ready. Qui-Gon, I still want to see his journey to becoming a Force ghost. Because as we know, his training was not complete when he died. Yeah. I didn't know that. His training was not complete when he died. That's why he was just a voice to Yoda. Um, he, had, he had found the way there, but never completed the training. So something happened in the afterlife. They'll explain it at some point, maybe. Because, you know, at the end of Obi-Wan, we do see a full corporal force ghost of Qui-Gon. Anyways, stabbed. All I know is I still have hope that Mace Windu's <laughs> alive after, after seeing Sabine. Okay. Okay, look. I know he lost both hands, shocked really bad, and thrown out a, a window like 6,000 stories above the, the, uh, the ground. <laughs> I wish he just he just would have got stabbed in the chest. He would have been fine. Yeah. He would have been just fine. Would have been fine. Justice for Qui-Gon. Justice Beyond for Qui-Gon. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean I can understand like her getting stabbed and like being no repercussions as it's kinda weird based on, you know, how Qui-Gon just got stabbed and like died. <laughs> but I mean she was quickly rushed to the hospital, yeah, so... Yeah, I guess so. It's just... <laughs> I just like how it, like, it ends. And, okay, Disney knew that they were going to release these two episodes at the same time. If, if you tell me any differently, I'm going to call you a liar. I mean, they've done it the past, like, three series. Come on. We, maybe two. But we, we, we knew it was coming. So why, why leave, like, uh, oh my god, is she dead cliffhanger? When you know we're about to hit play on the next one. <sighs> I when I when I finished the first episode, I was literally stunned for a moment. I'm like, oh my god, they just killed Sabine! Like I was not expecting that. And then episode two started. <laughs> a surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one.
And if you notice, though, a lot of the trailer footage was from that first episode. A ton of that trailer footage. Yeah, most of it. Was from just the first episode. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, there's a ton we have. So, I mean, I mean, she could have died there. That 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 really would have been a twist. <laughs> Uh, no, no, because there's also trailer footage from episode two where she had cut. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're correct. You're correct. Um, you are correct. It's oh yeah, Cliffhanger. Is she dead? Of course she's not. We know she's not. Which I thought was Uh, a pretty cool scene. That all that, but yeah. And my thing is, it it was a pretty good scene. But why not grab your jet? She was trying to get to these people really quickly. Why not grab the jetpack that's in your room? And flying down like that. It's not as cool, man. Jetpacks are lame. Jetpacks are so Yeah, well, I'm not trying to be lame. I'm trying to catch the lady with the map. (laughs) It's all about being cool, man. Cool colors, cool stripes, cool patterns on your armor. You're right. Come on, man. You're right. You're right. That is one thing I feel like translated really well from Rebels to Ahsoka is like all the vibrant colors and just like the artsy stuff. Um, So, yeah, I feel like it's prevalent. I do like all the... They did Sabine right by that. Like, you look in her room, and she's got all the artsy stuff on the walls. On her helmet, you can see the little loath cat. Um, I think they got that part of her character right. Uh, I wish she... I, I guess she's sad. I wish she was... She almost seems like a teenager. I mean, she's got to be almost 30 at this point, right? I mean... No, she was only like sixteen at the end of Rebels. So okay, sixteen plus the five maybe, years plus 20s. another five years, so ten years. So okay, so, twenty six, yeah, twenty seven. She's she's coming up on thirty. You're not. You're. <sighs> yeah, the twenty six is the new thirty. Twenty seven is not coming up on thirty. Oh, I guess it is, dude. Shoot. I still felt like a kid yeah. when I was twenty six, though. I dude, I felt like I was twenty six. <laughs> uh, episode two, though. I kind of want to talk about a thing or two. I think a lot of a lot of what we talked about already kind of breaches both of those. Um, both of those episodes. But <laughs> I do notice that Hera is still the mother of the family. Uh, she is trying to bridge the gap between Ahsoka and Sabine. We found out that the New Republic are idiots. And... Oh, that was apparent from... Uh... The sequel trilogy. Well, yes, we knew when the, how they all were just destroyed out of nowhere. Yes, and and in Mando season three, you can kind of tell. And then in this, I mean, they have the the Empire is literally working right across the dock. Okay, they're making hyperdrives too big for the ships that you guys mm-hmm. use. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. There's no one checking in yeah, on. Yeah, that whole thing of them not checking in on somebody who made hyperdrives for the largest manufacturer, the largest ship in the whole galaxy, they didn't even check on it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, come on. None. Uh, I think. I think yes, but at the same time, it does. Here comes Grant. They're busy trying to. <laughs> well, I mean, they're busy trying to set up this new government, and I mean, there's thousands of worlds that you're trying to all unify and get into this new government. You're not worried about ships because the war's over in their mind. You know, that's a pretty strong point. Jakku's done. They that's think they've beaten back the empire. They're just like forget. I that. guess, but I think the number one uh, goal of a new government is to not be taken over by people of the old government. I mean, the the empire. Had some pretty pretty serious loyalists, as you can tell in this. I know they knew they were there. And, and come on, I, I, there's just certain things you need to check up on. They're they're making hyperdrives over there. My interpretation was like maybe they were being checked up on, but just like whoever's checking up on it is, is part of the system too. You know, like maybe it just how deep does it go? I mean, think think back to to um Andor and where the politicians like Republic Empire. It doesn't yeah. matter who's in charge. Or what they call themselves. We're still oh. in charge. We're the beer. Oh, that, that was Mando. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Was that man? It yeah. was Mando. Because it takes place. Man, I'm sorry. I'm, too many shows going to places, but... <laughs> Dang, dude. I can't believe you confused anything. That's crazy. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the point still stands. They're like, Empire, New Republic, it doesn't matter. We're still in charge. Yeah. I mean, to the... To to most people, it doesn't matter who's running the thing. It you know, um, that that was a little off to me. Do I do want to talk about? Um, I know we're we're, we're kind of running long here, but I do want to talk about the Inquisitor esque looking dude 
that that Ahsoka fights. Merok is what he is titled as. They call him Merok. Yeah. And I know we kind of brushed on this earlier, but yes, yeah, Sam Witwer, who uh, has played many Star Wars roles. He's the voice of Darth Va- uh, Darth Maul. Excuse me, not Darth Vader, obviously. Uh, Darth Maul. He, he voices Darth Maul. Um, he's done a lot of other bit part voices. Um, he was Star Killer. He was his character. The character of Star Killer in oh. the Force Unleashed games was modeled after yeah. him, and he voiced the character. Fantastic character. Yeah. Yeah, love the games. He is credited in the um, the ending credits of Ahsoka under other voices. So he's he's done some kind of voice work on the show, and people are thinking that might be Sam Witwer under the Inquisitor mask as Galen Merrick, who is Star Killer. That's Star Killer's real name is Galen Merrick. Yeah, maybe they're bringing. Galen Merrick into canon by making him this guy Merrock, or maybe it's a guy's. Yeah, could be. I'm not going to say people are wrong. Um, it, so remind me is at the end of Ahsoka episode two. Like, was Merrick was he involved with um, the Red Witch Woman and and? Yeah, he he flew off with Balin and Shin. They are all on that ship, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Morgan Elsbeth is is also in cahoots with that guy. I don't remember seeing any promo material on this Inquisitor-looking dude. And maybe... Mm-hmm. I, I saw the trailer like a handful of times. It's not like I sat there and studied him. Maybe I missed it. But I did not see a lot of buzz about this dude at all. Yeah, it's really random. And two, it's, it is odd that he is an Inquisitor after... I, I would think all the Inquisitors would have been dealt with by now. I would I would really like to know who the last Inquisitor was and how they died or retired. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's an Inquisitor. No, his his lightsaber is the same style as all the Inquisitors' Maybe. lightsabers. I just so. killed one, took yeah, it. Yeah, there have been a lot of cases of people being confused for Empire-type people. That's what Ahsoka did. Ahsoka, Ahsoka killed a freaking Inquisitor and took his lightsaber. That's how he got, she got hers. Yeah, and that's, that's where I'm kind of going with this, is that, like... Think about how many Inquisitors Ahsoka killed, yeah. and yet this one was able to fight her and hold her That's off true. And, and live. Well, so and it almost the the other the other other big theory <laughs> out there is that this character is Ezra. He's been <laughs> brainwashed. That is not the other theory. Which, That's your theory. It, no, it's not. That is no, that's that the is other the theory. theory. I, I've, I've seen, seen it seen everywhere. <laughs> but but I will. If Morgan Elsbeth is a night sister, she could mess with his mind. That's possible. I, I, I the reason I don't think that's a true theory is if that's the case, then how did he get back in Thrawn, not get back? Why are they going? Oh, to go I to think Thrawn I think yeah, that's true. Yeah, Thrawn isn't back. back yet. I don't know. I don't. But know. What, what's very intriguing to me is like this this list of villains that's lining up. Like this is pretty deep, man. And each one of these are just like like strong, menacing characters, each to their own. You know, um. So it's kind of a powerful group we got here i'm telling you man they're going to, have to bring in luke skywalker to help there's there's a lot of there's a lot stacking up against ahsoka man i had a i had a big gripe what gripe do, away I, I have a gripe man i have a gripe okay i i gripe don't know a, gripe if the chat up. <laughs> i don't know if it was rosario dawson i don't know what it was she looked like she couldn't run, or she was running very, very slow, which I don't understand why they didn't just speed it up like 1.1, just to make her look like she was running kind of fast, because she was outrunning like a blast of fire, so it should have looked like she was running faster. And then number two, why did her fight scenes, other than that one robot where she cut the head off and everything, why did her fight scene seem so clunky? Like it was just... Like, you could tell... I don't know, man. I don't know. Is Was that just me? No. When we think of Soka, we think very acrobatic fighting. I want to see her doing flips around people, and and that's just not the style that they're going for, not in the sequels, not in not in these shows, and I, I don't understand why. But I have another piece of ed- evidence to prove that it's more than that, that it's got to be... There's got to be something going on, because in the first episode... She can use her lightsabers to cut a perfect circle around her feet without touching them. So why isn't she doing that in battle? 
Why isn't she fighting this right. double lightsaber dude with two floating lightsabers or one floating lightsaber and one in her hand? Like Because it takes a lot of concentration if she's going to sit there and, and look at forward in the forest to know where her enemy is going to attack. She can't concentrate on that and using four uh, floating lightsabers. She opens herself up to death a lot quicker that way, I, <laughs> I think. That's it's just not a safe fighting style. It's leaving yourself very vulnerable. Not like she, it, it felt like she wasn't a Jedi. It felt like she was just some person who had a lightsaber. She felt you felt like she was uh she was trained by Ben Kenobi on a starship in a New Hope. <laughs> I I I want to touch on that a little bit, Andrew. I think because coming from like Rebels, like the animated and cartoon shows, you you know you can draw characters, design them to do whatever, you know, you can exaggerate things very much. And so her being able to like cut a circle so easily into the ground, then not really have a good fighting style after that. I, I think it's a mixture of, of incorporating a animated show into a, a live action. Um, so that, that's just my general thought on it. Possibly. But if we look at the prequels, man, yeah, that's that's combat. Yeah. That that is what I think mm-hmm. of when I'm thinking Jedi on Jedi, Jedi on Sith, um, Force user with lightsabers fighting each other. I think of that prequel kind of style where they're just flipping around and doing all this crazy stuff. It they may just not have the budget for it. If if I'm being honest, that that might be what it is. I mean, that's that's got to take a lot of money to to make make people look like that. What if they just, what if their budget got so low they just started cutting away and it was just shadows of Jedi's fighting? By, by the end of it? <laughs> That's all it is. It's by, by the end of it, they're so fast you can't follow them with your naked yeah, eye? It's so <laughs> it's Aha! just a rock. It's filming a rock. It's just Dragon Ball Z light oh, sparks. God. Yeah, yeah, you've got, you've got a, you've got a Sabine following with their eyes and Hera's like, what's going on? And she's like, you can't see that? They're fighting. And oh gosh, Ahsoka just got a hit. Oh oh gosh, the Inquisitor guy just almost stabbed yeah. her. She would have been all right if he would have got her in the chest. Um, yeah, it, we you would probably <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that would suck. <laughs> Dave, we've ran out of money. I don't. You're gonna have to start drawing them again by the end of the series. <laughs> I don't know if it's a money issue. I think it's just um, you know not. When she's fighting acrobatically and everything like that, it's because she has to, or you know. And in this case, I don't think she was threatened to actually go well, all out in fighting. Well, I think points. she should have used some of that technique if she wanted to stop that guy, because she like nonchalantly dodges his lightsaber and lets them get away. Doesn't even try to force pull that ship they're on. I thought about it. I'm like, are they going to do that? <laughs> A lot of people didn't uh, force pull yeah. ships. The only person that we actually have seen, or one of the only people we've actually seen do it, is just Darth Vader, and we all know how powerful he I is. I mean, Luke, uh, or not Luke, Yoda raises the X-Wing out of the swamp. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, flying away with, you know, powerful jet engines or hyper... See, I don't even know what their engines would be called if they're not hyperdrives. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, there's that. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I, I don't know. I think she was too nonchalant when they left. She was just she wanted to look cool. That's okay. Can I make one gripe? Yeah, you can gripe. Man, I think you're the only one that hasn't really brought up a gripe. <laughs> my gripe, my gripe is with my maybe Grant, except for Grant. Grant has not griped with anything. My one gripe is with my boy Ezra fumbling the bag. Yeah, yeah what the yeah. heck was that? <laughs> no, no, he said, "Come on, man, I love you. I love you like a sister." <laughs> Stepsister. Oh, he just put himself he put himself in the friend zone. What well, hey, look, no, 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 no. Wesley, you know this is Star Wars. If they're brother and sister, they can kiss. It's in the rules. This went from slice amount of incest to moderate amount of So Ezra is gonna get back. We're gonna see Ezra get back from, from the galaxy farther farther away. Uh, <laughs> oh, so can can you guys discuss? Would it be okay? I mean, I don't know if it's even worth it because I don't know if there's any evidence to support anything. But where is Ezra? What do you guys yeah, think? He, he, he's, he's, he, he left yeah, with Thrawn. In that galaxy. He's in that galaxy with Thrawn, supposedly. <laughs> so at the end of Rebels, there's a creature. There are creatures called the Pergil who are like big space octopi. You saw it in Mando season three and you heard them at the end of episode yeah. two. 
they can travel at light speed. So they essentially take the ship that Thrawn and Ezra and all of Thrawn's crew is on. They they hug this ship and take it to this galaxy, the unknown regions. That is all. But we that's have. what I'm saying. So is like Ezra stuck on a ship with like a bunch of bad guys? Is that the situation? So he was most likely captured. You think? Oh yeah, he he's certainly captured. No lightsaber. He didn't have a lightsaber with him. The only reason I say that is because the Night Sister hears Thrawn calling to her. Right? Is was it the Night Sister? Is that the wrong character? It was yes. Night Sister hears Thrawn no. calling to her, and mm-hmm. usually that would happen in like a, or you think it would happen in a, I guess a meditative state, but I assumed like a prisoned state. You know what I mean? Zero evidence, zero ideas, zero, zero speculation. We we. Now we know it's it's another galaxy. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it was another galaxy. We just knew it was in something called the unknown region. But what is another gal? Is that a significant another galaxy? We don't know. We've never traveled to another galaxy. Oh, really? <laughs> never. The galaxy far, far away is just the only galaxy we've ever played in in the Star Wars sandbox. That's wild. Now we play a new. Sandbox. Yeah, we got a new sandbox. Now, now it's only a galaxy far away, not far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one's either farther away or or a tad closer. Shoot, what if they're at Earth, man? <laughs> what if they're on Earth? <laughs> that would be that would be great. Uh, but yeah, I can't I can't wait for Ezra to get back and be like, "Sis, <laughs> what's going on?" And then just lay lay one big smooch on her. Oh man, um, she'll kiss him. Yeah, she'll probably yep. kiss him. You're right. Come here, bro. No. She'll be, he'll be like, oh. I think I think we should probably move to the ratings of of these two episodes. So, Grant, what are you going to rate episodes one and two of the Ahsoka mm. series? Eight out of ten. There are some things they could have done better, but uh, the overall execution and uh, it didn't. It didn't take both episodes to get into the plot, um, which it sure nice. did. It took us two episodes to get right back where we were at the end of Rebels. But that's just me. Uh, I mean, give some some context as to what happened right before the. I do the like the off. context. It's I do nice. like a little bit of the context. Um, Wesley, out of ten, what are what are we giving? I'll give it a seven. One and I, two of the. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't really dislike much, um, and I I really like the. This squad of villains that's lined up, um, so that's that's really intriguing to me. I think they can work on the pacing a little bit. I think at times it, it the conversation felt a little slow. Um, maybe that was something to do with the editing. I don't know. Awesome, but, awesome, uh, Andrew. Yep. Um, yeah, seven out of, out 10. of ten. What do you give the first two episodes of the Ahsoka series? Oh, okay, I think the first. Epi- I think they were great for people like me who didn't watch Rebels, introduced me to a lot of the backstory. Um, I think that the combat was lackluster. I think that a lot of the cinematography was very anime-ish. I think that... It left a lot to want to know like it left a lot to wonder and a lot to try to figure out on your own and i'm so i'm ex- really excited for the rest of the seasons but i for this episode for these two i'd give them a seven out of ten overall i don't yeah. think they were they could have been better i think they were great but they could have been better. very fair very fair and that comes down to me um i'm gonna give this a 6.5 out of 10 and the, I'm interested to see where it goes. I think there is a good show in here. You have to dig a little bit. I think there's a good show in here. But I want the characters to interact better. Kind of like Wesley said, that the conversations just flowed funny. Uh, it really didn't seem like they they had much of a history together just from the way they interacted from each with each other. Um, I, I didn't like how people are... Suddenly, like, uh, Sabine is suddenly a Jedi apprentice. She's Force-sensitive, is trained. Um, Morgan Elizabeth, out of nowhere with the uh, Dothamirian witch, the, the Night Sister uh, thing, uh, just out of nowhere for me. I I don't know, just stuff isn't quite jiving the way I thought it would. Uh, this, this should be a knockout. This whole show should be a home run for Disney. 
And I don't think we've hit that status yet. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I love the villains. The villains are cool. Balin and Shin. Um, Thrawn. We're going to get Thrawn eventually. So I think there's a lot still left on the table to look forward to. So I'm hoping we get there. So yeah, 6.5 out of 10. So let's go on and turn it over to Master Yoda for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Hmm, gripe. The word of the week is. <laughs> ah, that's funny that you come come up with that, Master Yoda. Uh, <laughs> why is gripe the word of the week? A lot of it you did. <laughs> Very unhappy, you seem like. <laughs> Very annoyed with this show. <laughs> I, I'm not annoyed with this. Sh I'm just, you know, I, I like characters to be the way that they were. You know, I like, I like it all the way. No, not intended with this. In Dave, I trust. Oh, okay. All right. I'm glad you like somebody, Master. I, I'm glad you like somebody. No, like him, I do not. Trust him, I do. All right, dropping words of of wisdom. Uh, here on Dork Wars the Podcast. Thank you, Master Yoda. This has been another great episode of Dork Wars the Podcast. Thank you, everyone who listens to us or back listening to us. Uh, we plan on being consistent, trying to get these episodes out to you and really engaging with our listeners. You guys make this fun. Check us out on dorkwarspodcast.com. Thank you, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars the Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars the Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Help me, big bro. I'm stuck in the hyperdrive. Production.